0: 250 in your weekly podcast look at the imdb's top 250 movies of all time i'm darren and i'm andrew and i'm chris and this week we're taking a look at a new entry that is 57 years in the making akira kurosawa's 1962 sanjuro the sequel to his movie yojimbo from 1961 and to help us discuss that we decided that we'd invite back our kurosawa expert chris how are you chris <laughs> I'm um, good thanks yes I'm a bit
1: uh, worried about the title Kurosawa expert but we'll breeze past that Kurosawa Lowry yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: um,
1: that's what they call me yeah. but
0: yeah no we, we, we covered like we covered uh, Seven Samurai with you we covered your Jimbo with you so we sort of figured if we're going to jump in and take a look at Sanjuro there's only one person that we were going to want to discuss it with and unfortunately Kurosawa's dead so we, well, we thought well the we next best name yeah, we knew about
2: you when we did Ran yeah our, 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 our First, Kurosawa movie. I think we have a few left though, right? We have quite the a few left. Hiru
0: and. And
2: um,
0: yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And uh, Rashomon? Yes, as well. Okay, so. Cool. You know,
1: well, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to getting the call again.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. One a year. I sort of <laughs> ration these
1: out. You, yeah, are, you yeah. are welcome, <laughs> you know? Oh, well, no, my confidence is growing with Kurosawa with every, <laughs> yeah. every go, so it's like this is fine. FIFA
0: movies <laughs> yeah. and Kurosawa. What a combination. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Sanjuro is an interesting film, very, very quickly, just to give a quick talk about. It is only the second film, a second sequel uh, in Kurosawa's filmography. The only other sequel that he filmed was uh, Sanjiro Sugata Part 2 from 1945, which was his third film and a sequel to his theatrical debut which he was strong-armed into doing when the distributor saw the success of his initial film. This is a film, a sequel that he kind of sort of chose to do by choice almost because Yojimbo was released as we discussed Yojimbo was a runaway success both uh, in Japan and internationally, and they were like, "Hey, can you do another one of these, please?" And, and he was like, "Well, okay, let me see what I've got." Interestingly enough, we talked a bit on your Jimbo, Jimbo, and there's some debate about this whether or not it's a direct adaptation of the book Red Harvest, or whether or not it's just like an accidental sort of like coincidental development. But it's a very Western influenced book or Western influenced film. It's very sort kind of drawing from gangster films and westerns and John Ford movies and translating those into a samurai film. What's interesting about Sanjuro is that. Kurosawa had been developing the Shugoro uh, Yamamoto novel, A Break in the Tranquility, uh, prior to shooting Yojimbo. And he planned on adapting it, like a very straightforward adaptation of the book and just bringing it to screen. He'd actually planned on one of his long-term collaborators, um, Hiro, uh, Hiromichi uh, Hirokoa. To, um, to direct. He was the assistant director on Seven Samurai and Throne of Blood among others and had kind of become a director in his own right. And like Kurosawa's thing was, look, this is going to be a great adaptation. You're going to direct it. It's going to be great. It'll be like a huge launching pad. Uh-huh. And what happened is Yojimbo became a massive success and the studio were like, actually, people seem to like this uh, Sanjuro kid. <sighs> Uh, is there anything you're doing where you could kind of think to maybe making another movie with him that you could release in the space of like 10 months after the initial release of Yojimbo?
2: And He's Chris... this is wild. Yeah, <laughs> about this Sanjuro uh, kid. Imagine um, smoking cigars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> lounging <smell> <laughs> around in robes with their arms resting on the inside, randomly scratching parts of their anatomy. Um, but actually, this is kind of... To give an example of this, we talked about this, I think we talked about this, I don't know whether it was on Seven Samurai... Or whether it was on *Yojimbo*, but like to give a sense of how quickly Kurosawa moves. So he shot *Yojimbo* between January nineteen sixty-one and April, and because he'd been editing it as it was released, he finished shooting on April sixteenth. And the premiere, the and not even the premiere, the wide release of it was on April twentieth, four days later, which is kind of amazing.
2: He um, also like kind of printing <laughs> yeah, as he was doing, as yeah. he was doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah it's
0: like. Yeah we've got half a reel here that's grand I only have to worry yeah. about the second half They're
2: sticking the reels <laughs> yeah. onto each other yeah, that
0: yeah. it's like Mifune that, that takes grand I'm a bit busy yeah. here you go, You do what you're taking care of yeah here. work away license yeah. is fine yeah. I'm busy with this just, stuff just go with it Kind of a razor and stuff um, so like the movie was released on April 20th is production really commenced
2: on what? The trailers like, the, <laughs> yeah. first, the first yeah. trailer is kind of like <laughs> whatever we've shot so far yeah, um, a lot of talking scenes a lot of exposition
1: scenes we just did like a Hitchcock and just like himself addressed the camera it's like there'll
0: be a film here in about 10 yeah, months
2: yeah you it should... is so shocking yeah,
0: it will be so shocking can I show you also we haven't made it yet yeah. but like so the movie was Yojimbo was released on April 20th 1961 production on Sanjuro began On September twenty fifth, nineteen sixty one, ended on December twentieth. Now you you know, Kurosawa took a bit of a nap. It was like Christmas time. I don't know what he was doing,
2: but like the film was premiered. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that, that, that's what
1: they do on Christmas Day. Yeah. Maybe it just, like, disappears, Like, nobody heard from it for about a week. <laughs> I just came yeah. back, it's like,
0: okay, How's ready. Yeah, released on January 1st, <laughs> like, 12 days later, because apparently Christmas was in the middle of that four-day period. But, yeah, it's it's outstanding. It's, it's kind sad. of amazing that this exists in the form that it does as quickly as it, it did. Had. This is notably, and also, what it's this has a lesser profile outside Japan, as compared to Yojimbo. Because obviously Yojimbo know, massively influential. We talked about it, we talked about everything from, you know, a fistful of dollars through to last man standing or whatever. Whereas Sanjiro didn't ever really get that level of international appeal, which is probably why it never made the, yeah. the two fifty.
2: I think Sanjiro is is mostly known because of Yojimbo. Yeah. Like yeah. and not kind of in its own right. Uh-huh. Like I remember watching Yojimbo and discovering there was a sequel and thinking I must watch that sometime <laughs> <Yeah>, because <laughs> sure. I really did like Yojimbo yeah. yeah so I
0: guess this is a nice pivot then to the question that we always ask which is Andrew do you remember the first time you saw Sanjuro? Uh,
2: this morning <laughs> <laughs> it was on the list yeah. of things that I've had to- yeah now I had seen I had seen Yojimbo yeah uh, previously and I, I had seen a few kind of Kurosawa movies um but I had not seen this one um and much like Kurosawa you finish watching it and then go straight into talking <laughs> yeah. about it um, exactly. and the edit
0: and the release will be about four days later no it'll be a bit longer
2: than four days later um, well, they, the people don't know when this is recorded um, I think better not give it away yeah.
0: um, but yes yeah, so, and again this is it has a reputation for being a little bit I think like, and it's great when you're talking about Kurosawa films Being a frivolous sequel is how it's described in some of the commentaries that I've read which is kind of interesting when you look at it because it's still a Kurosawa film Mm. but I guess we'll sort of ask the three questions that we normally ask because I think Chris this is the first time you saw it as well. It is, it is. And it was the first time that I saw it as well on top of that so we're all going in completely sort of blind at this point.
2: It's one of those like few Kurosawa experts who <laughs> haven't seen <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's oh, like no, no. A, a title that Darren <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: was>. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm walking my own road here you know, <laughs> yeah, so, you know
0: exactly experts yeah. do not seek expertise they exactly,
1: have it trust know, upon them you know experts um, are you know what, experts these <laughs> yeah. days you know
2: um, yeah we don't trust them yeah. Yeah. they shouldn't be telling us what to do Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but
0: yes, yeah, so um, and so then I guess we'll jump into asking the three questions that we normally do and talk about the film in a bit more depth than the Spoiler Zone. So first up, Chris, having literally just watched <laughs> Sanjuro, um, do you think that it belongs on a list of the top 250 movies ever made? Ever made? I I think it does. I'm happy it's there. I think it's... It may not actually be there at the moment. <laughs> it, we may have taken. We're on and Yeah, we're not. I mean, we're not. We're not. Yeah, we're not cur- like, we're, we are actually not curacao. It took us so long to organize this <laughs> um, that the li- drop dropped off. Unfortunately well Wait. with the power of this episode
1: it'll
2: go We're just right just back to rocket up. back in there yeah. <laughs> That's happens sometimes yeah well, I mean The Exorcist
0: Three Colours Red there are a lot of movies or even like um, Akira which is now in the low 230s for example right um, which are movies that have dropped off and then sort of come back in a big way they okay. sort of surged
2: you okay. know? kind Hearts of how used to you're just rooting for this that. yeah <laughs> we used to do like more often the the announcers, and it just tended to be the same <laughs> movies <Sorry>, yeah <laughs> so it's, like, it's like what's in the days of our lives <laughs> and what's in? out uh, kind hearts and the <laughs> <laughs> next month, what's in kind hearts and Karner. and
0: what's out the days of our lives <laughs> um, but yeah um, and it's uh, yeah. It, it's a very sort of it is a fluid list and okay. stuff like that so that's kind of so interesting S- sanjaro has been kind of loitering around the
2: 250 mark for a while yeah but yeah. We'll be keeping this in case it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and then just pounce. It's like a time capsule release in 30 years.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pounce on
2: that particular moment. Um, but yeah, so so you think that it does. Andrew, what about yourself? I'd agree. Um, I, I really quite enjoyed this. Um, uh, maybe not like as much as Jimbo, but I, I, w- I would did you think it was a frivolous sequel and <laughs> another no, lame no, cash no. in <laughs> it was uh, it I was, was thinking
0: Fast Furious
2: know? yeah, that yeah like,
0: like, no wait is this like
2: this Fast is, 5 yeah, it's <laughs> more like yeah this is like, like they went straight from fa- Fast like the movie started with Fast and Furious 5 They <laughs> reached uh, 8 yeah did it didn't go straight to 7 which are the good ones <laughs> uh, um Actually, six is the one that starts with like Jason Statham, isn't it? No, six is the one that ends with Jason Statham. Seven stars Seven out. starts with Jason Statham. yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah. This is this is very much the Fast and Furious seven to of us? <laughs> Fast and Furious Five. <laughs> and this is why people tune into our podcast but it's inside for this insightful observation.
0: Um interesting enough, I probably wouldn't have it on the 250. Again, this is a thing where there's so much Kurosawa on there already, and it's mm-hmm. like, how do you rank this compared to the other stuff? I also have just seen this. Uh, but we'll get to the other questions in a moment because I do absolutely love this movie. But we're going to talk about why in a moment. Uh, would it be on your own list of your own personal top two hundred and fifty movies of all time, Chris? I'm glad I've seen it to say yeah. yes. I think it would.
2: And Andrew, yeah, absolutely. Like they the it does it. I mean. You're 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 looking at it, and if if you were if you were to to wonder like should it be in the two fifty you 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 kind of like think oh how could I kind of oh. um, uh, pick fault with it yeah um and I don't know I I think some of some of the some of the things that you might um like there's very there's very little kind of um, uh, setup in this movie but oh. I think Yojimbo was sort of similar yeah and I don't think the movie really suffers no from it. We don't have to have, like, that's part, part of the charm of this movie, is we don't really know who this person is and where he came from.
0: Yeah, or why he's doing what he's doing or anything yeah, yeah, like exactly. He's doing it and we are watching him do it, which yeah. is a very... Again, yeah. we, like not to, not to cast aspersions on Mr. Kurosawa as a, as a director, but his sort of outlook and philosophy on life would perhaps in some ways reflect that sort of sensibility, that idea that, you know, maybe it's just about how we act on the world that really matters. Um, in my own personal sense, I'm not sure it would make my 250, but I did absolutely love this movie. Um, I can't underscore that enough. It was such fun. It was really good. And I think that brings us to the final question. Chris, if people have not yet seen uh, Sanjuro, you know, and maybe if they haven't seen Yojimbo, would you think that you have to see Yojimbo to make sense of Sanjuro? I don't think so. I think, like you say, like kind of Kurosawa
1: doesn't really you know, give this guy a backstory. So like you kind of, you drop in like he does and you can, you can go along for the ride easy enough without seeing a Jimbo. I think. And Andrew?
2: Yeah. I mean, it did. Sanjuro is ostensibly the character's name, but it isn't. Yeah. It's just made up. Mm. Um It's and, 30 years old. Yeah. And in this movie, he's going on 40. Yeah. <laughs> this is 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh <laughs> we were talking unlikely sequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, and in Yojimbo, he's just, uh, it's just kind of like the bodyguard or the the bouncer. There's yeah. like the Japanese for kind of like what he is. Yeah. So is isn't really telling you kind of who, who he is. It's yeah. his function basically. Um, would I recommend it? No, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay.
2: No, yeah, of course I would. Yeah, yeah if people haven't seen this, um, go out and see this. I don't think it matters too much whether you see this before or after um, Yojimbo. Um,
0: I, I, well, first of all, I absolutely recommend. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a joy. I think it does interesting things in conversation with Yojimbo, oh. not necessarily like directly and not in a sense of continuity. Like I don't think you'll be lost. Watching. No, no. I think if you were to go in and watch this movie completely blind, you'd have a great time with it. I think though it, it works interestingly with Yojimbo in terms of what it does and to a certain amount certain extent that's things like you know referencing story points from Yojimbo and playing with them but also even things like what it's about in inverted commas and sort of how that relates to what Yojimbo was about in inverted commas and stuff like that um so I think that watching both of them is kind of you know I would recommend it Interesting enough I probably and this is sacrilege I probably had more fun with Sanjuro than I did with Yojimbo um and this is kind of interesting because, you know, I think I mean, when you talk about directors, you tend to think, you tend to break their work into like important and inverted commas films and like films. So with Scorsese, it's like The Departed is an important film. Goodfellas is an important film. Costino is an important film. Uh, but Cape Fear is a fun film or like Shutter Island even is an inverted commas a fun them. film. Yeah. <laughs> For the studio. Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, and like Sanjuro... Has this reputation for being a like Kurosawa. and me? I think it is having watched like a couple of Kurosawa
2: for this. It's probably it doesn't have as much thematic weight either, yeah. Uh, like as as yojimbo, I felt myself noticing that, like like that there was there it felt like there was a lot more sort of um, commentary on sort of like, society and Japanese and the way society in were changing yeah. kind of um, in yojimbo than yeah. than yeah. in sanjuro. More,
1: there's more elements of farce almost in sanjuro as well, which yeah. was less. Yeah,
0: prevalent in Yojimbo as well yeah Yojimbo much lighter yeah yeah, <laughs> much much lighter and it's yeah we'll talk about that I mean there are moments when it sort of zigs a little bit um, <laughs> quite sharply if you'll pardon the pun but yeah Shachemon
2: is quite dark yeah like, that's and right. Ran
0: of course is very... Ran is like <laughs> um, yeah it's King Lear King Lear King yeah. Lear but like Kurosawa looked at King Lear and said this is a bit too light for me <laughs> let me just get out the black marker um, but yeah no and I kind of I can see that Interesting, I think that there is a thematic element to Sanjuro, but I think it's much more in-jokey, if that makes sense. It's much more like Yojimbo... Seem to me to be about like Japanese society and changes in Japanese society. Like quite literally, you have a character showing up with a gun. It's a story that's modelled explicitly on John Ford westerns, for example. And there's this is the idea of the yakuza, which which heavily influenced it as well. And so you have this idea of Kurosawa commenting and, uh, on sixties Japanese farmers yeah.
2: leaving as well yeah. to kind of become brewers and oh. yeah. Um, yeah, and this idea of social change going on and the the, the kind of uh, nobility of certain kind of classes of people. Um, being lost because those people were lo- were leaving yeah. to become like kind of uh, uh, merchants or kind of you know sell yeah, kind of to 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 take up the sort of uh, roles that would be seen as kind of um, lower status, but but that the the society was changing. Yeah, you see it like in I guess in the UK, kind of in the uh, during the Industrial Revolution, mm. yeah, the kind of. Um, uh, landowners then having to share cemeteries with with these kind of industrialists yeah. who are kind of um, come who are now come. the wealth
0: or the yeah, sort of centre yeah. of political and economic power. In, yeah.
2: yeah,
0: and I mean, yeah, and that's a part of your Jimbo and Sanjuro doesn't have anything quite like that. I don't think you, know? mm. but I, I think it has some stuff going on, but it's more. Like, Yojimbo's about society, Sanjuro seems to me to be about story, but I guess we'll talk about that on the other side of the spoiler zone if we're ready to go. Yeah. Sure. Spoiler zone. <laughs> so, Chris, what is Sanjuro about
1: for you? For me? Um, Sanjuro, title character, It's about a lone samurai who again lends his services to... Uh, a bunch of halfwits I think I've
0: been
1: only determined to be. Um, to More idiocy, <laughs> he
0: declares at one point.
2: Um, the audience applauds.
1: <laughs> Actually, how often is
2: fool said in the snow? I'm not sure. But, uh, it's a bit like Seven Samurai in that sense. Yeah. Because right. uh, they were all <laughs> the kind of idiots. Yeah, uh, the, the farmers is kind of
0: yeah, and, try, and basically you have these people who are tasked. Again, that's that Kurosawa thing where even his heroes are frustrated with the stupidity of man, <laughs> the futility of their struggle because the people they are trying to help are just morons, mm. which is kind of that. It's a very almost like bleak, cynical version of heroism. It's like heroism is exhausting, not because fighting bad guys is tough, but because the people you're helping really don't deserve
2: it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually I suppose in Seven Samurai they were they, the villagers weren't stupid because eventually the the, peop- the uh, samurai who were fighting for them realised, Oh, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, we're all gonna uh, die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we They're getting the good deal. We die and they say that they're giving us everything they can, but they hold back everything for themselves. So, yeah. So. yeah. Uh-huh. Um anyway. Oh yeah, sorry. sorry,
1: yeah, sorry. So um these half wits are, are, are trying to um save the one of their uncles who's been um, wrongly accused of embezzlement by a rival gang, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you know
0: The Chamberlain inc- accused by the superintendent. Indeed,
1: yeah. 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 Um I just couldn't stop thinking of the uh, UK Prime Minister every time his name popped up. It was like <laughs> what
2: there was a there. Neville Chamberlain had a um, was it an uncle or a father as well who was like some was his. It's not Joseph Chamberlain, is it? Is that a, word, a name that comes from somewhere else? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, never mind. But anyway, what were you, what I mean, were you saying the, about his the, uncle or father? No, no, he just uh, had, had um, uh, the there line of Chamberlain's. I don't know <laughs> if that
0: was the yeah, maybe <laughs> no, was that Maybe the samurai are trying to you're save Neville right Chamberlain. You're right from. that there is, yes. Joseph Chamberlain was a British statement who was first a radical liberal, then yes. after opposing home rule for Ireland, a liberal unionist, and yes. eventually served as a leading imperial. Realist in coalition with the conservatives so he had a bit yeah. of a very political career you might <laughs> yes. say um a real growth as a person nice character arc there um but anyway sorry what
2: why were we talking about joseph chamberlain oh no because neville chamberlain's oh, the, in the yeah, film yeah, jumper. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't get to see Neville Chamberlain <laughs> that much, unfortunately.
0: We just yeah. get to hear him called ugly as well, repeatedly and insistently. But it's okay because he's cool with it. He yeah. makes a joke at the end about how
2: ugly he is yeah, and he how makes it. a sort of a De Niro face. <laughs> he does. It. Yeah, yes, I yes. thought that as well. He's yeah. <laughs> um, like, oh. like, "Why the long face?" <laughs> oh No, <laughs> I can only do the really terrible Robert De Niro. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like him. Does,
0: <laughs> you say that. You, you say that as if like we can do any good celebrity impersonations on on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that? I'm that's trying to capture his essence. <laughs> it's
2: like, not, not his, I look like horse. Oh,
0: not, not, not his personality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's interesting, though, about this, and this is kind of something I find fascinating about Sanjuro, and why I kind of really like it, and why I think that if it's not about Japanese society in the way that Yojimbo is, I think it's still doing something vaguely interesting because obviously we mentioned it's an adaptation of that book, uh, which is a classic sort of like Japanese sort of feudal, like romantic adventure about a bunch of heroic people who get trapped in this sort of scheme and have to do these heroic actions and vanquish this evil foe and stuff like that. And that's the template of the story. That's the basic structure of the story. And what Kurosawa does repeatedly uh, with Sanjuro and why I absolutely adore it is that he takes this basic template this romantic ideal of like swordsmen and chaste maidens and honor and virtue and dignity and respect and basically drops sanjuro right (laughs) into the middle of this sort of ode and sort of just lets it kind of rip there and you have it even in the opening scene you mentioned there the sequence where they initially think that the chamberlain is corrupt And, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to go talk to the super... We talk to the superintendent. He seems cool and on the level with this sort of thing. He's going to so help we us... We should be...
2: all meet together. Yeah, oh, in yeah. one place in a secluded environment and not exactly. have our swords. Yeah, and just
0: wait patiently for him to arrive. But <laughs> I love that Sanjuro arrives immediately and it's fantastic, the sequence. And it happens throughout the film where Kurosawa shoots the rest of the cast, including the, you know, the the nine other swordsmen in a way that is very formal and very rigorous look at the way that he frames them he's constantly framing them like symmetrically oh. and in lines and rows think of when they're hiding for example under the covers um, in the temple they're pop up they pop up in like little <laughs> trenches they're literally in lines repeatedly yeah, like
2: moles like moles yeah.
0: exactly but like in very in very <laughs> in very straight sort of like trenches. And it happens that as well where you have the moraine sort of symmetrically as well around sets. They're nice and ordered and structured. Mm. Even think of the scene where after they've rescued the lady um, and her daughter, you have three of them sitting down and you have the lady and the daughter sitting between them to give you a nice symmetrical shot as well. Even things like the superintendent when he's meeting and conspiring, you have him framed either side in like a nice triptych, which again is symmetrical and structured and very formal. Even things like the, the bad guy of the piece.
2: Is it Moroto? Is that the name? Yeah. The... Maroto, uh, yeah. Moroto, yeah. Mor- yes. Moroto. yeah. He repeated... He said uh, uh, Tatsuya uh, Nakadai. Yes. From, from uh, Yojimbo. From oh, Yojimbo
0: and many, yeah. many other movies as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, but even when it's he... the guy with the, the gun. With the gun, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and
0: even another great
2: performance from him in this yes like I feel like we'll talk a lot about Toshiro Mifune yes I feel like (laughs) but you know we can't sleep on uh, uh, Tatsuya Nakadai either no matter how
0: much Mifune may try to do this (laughs) how many scenes in this movie are just sort of Sanjuro just lying down trying to get some sleep Uh, over basically (laughs) basically. (laughs) (laughs) power naps while the movie refuses to let him (laughs) but like what happens is you have these very conventional very traditional framings of these heroes which are designed to be like your standard kind of of compositions old-fashioned black and white like you know 50s 40s cinema but also to evoke stuff like kind of the two-dimensional sort of like artwork that you would have of this kind of classic sort of Japanese sort of epic and then literally you have Kurosawa Plopping Sanjuro in the middle of these shots, uh. he's constantly he's lounging around. He's introduced in the shadows. His laughter heard mockingly as he sort of steps out <laughs> of the darkness.
2: Is like the, making undercuts yeah. sort of the kind of uh, wholesomeness. Of, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, like he's constantly shot in shadow. He's uh. lying there, just sort of scratching himself in a way that, like, deliberately obstructs like the beautiful framing that Kurosawa has of the other characters. The boat where they're in the barn and they're sort of resting, and he's literally. <laughs> (laughs) Sitting in the shadows, rolling his eyes at the corny dialogue that other characters are spouting.
2: And so sometimes they give like space as well to, um, I guess jingoism would be the wrong word, but they they, they kind of, um, uh, them kind of, their their heroism heroism and getting up and kind of charging off and he's uh and i the probably one of the 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 best kind of moments, moments yeah of them heading out the door after a scene that um, it's entirely them. Like if you're watching, yeah.
0: you're, 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 Sanjiro doesn't appear to be there. It's just these heroic characters talking and bantering among themselves and kind of uh, working themselves like off. Yeah, movie, it's what you're. Yeah. At, yeah. it's like they're working themselves. Like, let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go. And like one of them opens the door, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> the door slams. And Sanjiro, who has been apparently sitting outside the edge of the frame the whole time, listening to this crap, is like more idiocy. Yeah. Is how he summarizes yeah. it. I mean, it was, even. Super. Even things like the guard that they capture, um, who like who sits in the closet and like enters the closet and leaves the closet repeatedly to provide them with like vital information, like um, to pre- present them with like it's the bit where it's like oh tell them you were upstairs sleeping in the temple and it's like oh he, by the way the temple doesn't have an upstairs come back in the cupboard if you need me I bet that's
1: probably my, <laughs> it's my favorite accent in the film which <laughs> where he pops out and then. You know, <laughs> slams back it's the cupboard again. Yeah. And I'm
2: like, fantastic. Um, so he's incredible. They the the moment as well where they're loudly celebrating, <laughs> and then they're quietly celebrating, and yeah. then they look there, and the guard has joined yeah. <laughs> in.
1: Yeah.
2: They look at him until he's like oh okay.
1: just the sound just trails off very slowly <laughs> and until, until he like, just slinks sl- off
0: slinks back into the <laughs> cupboard and closes the door behind him so as well.
1: like that was a, like that, the first time they kind of did that where like the guard could have run away but he just goes back to the cupboard it was funny the first time even the second <laughs> third or the fourth time yeah. it was still excellent
0: yeah it's, it's amazing I really really love that aspect but it, it happens throughout where you have this idea of a very traditional samurai epic and the mm. guys and these characters all think that they're in like a samurai epic oh. and like repeatedly you have Sanjuro basically saying have you stopped and thought about any of this so the bit where like for example Kuzo is is coming out and she's going to get sake for the guards and their immediate response is let's rescue her now like virtuous heroes that we are and his response is like what no what you do is you you have her go back so they don't realise anything's wrong have her get them really liquored up and then they'll be really easy to kill and they'll be
2: easier to rescue <laughs> them when they don't suspect anything. Yeah, yeah that
0: sort of thing as well but even things like the bit where they're trying to and again the movie treats those other samurai as like jokes and the musical score is fantastic yeah. Yeah. the bit where they're peering over the wall again like meerkats in like a little row and you yeah. have this little like piano kind of thing going on it's like our little um, string thing yeah. When but, they're in the
1: the temple, yeah. the first scene, and they all pop up out the floorboards. Yeah, it's literally a musical cue for every time one <laughs> yeah. head pops up. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was like the Seven Dwarfs or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, and it is, and it's kind of like even things like the bit where, like, where they rescue the old lady and they rescue Kuzo from the from the house. And, like, there's the moment where the old lady's like, they're sitting, like, so the the samurai have all scaled the wall and they're ready to go. And Sanjuro's getting ready to go as well. But the old lady and Kuso are just sitting there, like, underneath the wall. It's quite impossible (sighs) for us to climb that wall. We can't do it, can we, Mother? Sanjuro's like, climb on my back, like, it's sense of re- and the, the mother's like, that would be very rude. That would be very rude. I don't to step on your back in the middle of so, this gigantic rescue mission that we're. Not conducted.
2: only is Sanduro undercutting their kind of um, uh, heroism. And kind of applying some sort of more... Um, Pragmatic approach. Yeah. But she is also coming in and saying, well, you can't kill people. <laughs> yeah. um, what yeah. are you, like Killing is, people on the slightest pretext is a bad habit. It's a very bad, bad habit. habit. Yeah. It's like I've, stalking.
0: Yeah, have you thought about this, Sandra? Have you thought about this, Sandra? I mean, maybe You maybe need to talk to a doctor about this. Cutting down, maybe killing four guards a day.
1: It's like you say, like it, he's just been dropped into this whole other world where like, he's the only person who's like what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Am I like crazy here?
0: There's a little bit where like he's sneaking around and they follow him as well like (laughs) lost little puppies. Um, And like I kind of really like that because it reminds me a bit of things like say The Dark Knight right with the the Christopher Nolan film. Like part of what makes The Dark Knight so fun is that Nolan takes like a standard like 90s Um. urban crime epic like Heat you can imagine, like you know, a low rent Gary Oldman and Eric Roberts version of Heat, and Nolan's just like, yeah, Nolan's just like, I'm going to drop Batman and the Joker in there, and we're just going to go to town. And there's an element of that with Sanjuro, where it's like we have this old fashioned romantic epic, yeah. just going to drop Sanjuro in there, and we're going to have some fun, kids. Yeah.
2: It's going to be great. And you have Moroto as well, yeah. Who's kind of almost uh, we we discover much less about him, but he's very much kind of um feels kind of cut from the same plot yeah he's like oh no I, um uh he's a villain by the way yeah <laughs> I'm also a villain yeah um, <laughs> I mean this the, is a... where where it's not kind of uh, the, where it, he's like stripping away any kind of uh pretense uh, or sort, of, yeah. sort of pretend
0: I mean this is the thing with the difference between I think Sanjuro and Moroto is that they're they are both cut from the same cloth. In fact, that's the whole point. of the, the final scene between right. them, which I suspect we're going to talk about, because that's a great scene. Um, but like the final scene between them, where like you know, um, where Sanjuro is like, I don't want to kill you. Look, we we we're both the same guy. We've done this. We've realized that this is kind of pointless and f- bitter and fruitless. And what, I think like,
2: that... All <laughs> the same, though, really bother me if neither of us died. <laughs> It's just, just one thing troubling me about this whole thing is that I'm alive you're, you're alive, alive one of us should die Well
0: that's the thing with Moroto is it's Moro- in the script <laughs> yeah. Moroto seems to have like internal. like Moroto is as smart and savvy as Sanjiro, and they yes. are cut from the same cloth but Moroto seems to have internalized this sense of like Role to a certain extent he's smart enough to understand that this is a story with simple heroes and villains it's like mm. oh the superintendent the superintendent is a villain
2: yeah
0: like sides with like I'm also a villain yeah. that's what I'm doing here that's my job Um, and he's kind of he, but even though he's smart enough to realise the game that he's playing he still sees himself as belonging to that and he can't get past that and so like that's why at the end he can't let uh, Sanjuro go well yeah, that's kind of why they're
1: both two sides of the same coin, really yeah. Sanjoro kind of is always exiles himself from the outside whereas on the other side he's embedded himself in this kind of pragmatic kind of reality yeah. where he's oh I'm a villain too so I'm going to yeah. rope in with these lads this is fine
2: I don't think it's a movie about <laughs> killing people <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have a, oh okay hold on well, I have a theory okay yeah. so <clears throat> Andrew
0: what is Sanjuro about for
2: you it's about contraception it's, it's, okay. Oh, it's, it's, you need it's to sheathe your sword, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. How did it's I? Okay. Population <laughs> in uh, Japan after the initial post-war uh, boom, mm. then there was kind of um, I think like birth control and kind of um, uh, terminations of pregnancies in like forty-eight. Really? After initial and in in initial sort of film. wow, there's all this kind of talk about kind of sheathing your sword and yeah, okay. and you're an unsheathed sword and so yeah. you're You glitter them. too much. <laughs> These two guys, Maruto and Sanjiro, are the problem because. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're, they're just going around using yeah, their sword everywhere, getting bodily fluids. Oh, all the, bodily fluids, absolutely everywhere. Everything's hanging out. Yeah, um,
2: could have been called "Raw Dog."
0: I get the sense that maybe, maybe Sanjuro Man was <laughs> a better title. Possibly.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, who are we to judge? Maybe for um, the international release,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> um, just actually worth noting when we while we're talking about that final scene, which is great, because um, it's it's a really quick sort of move. It's like it's over almost before it's done. It's one of those scenes that there's very little in this movie that feels like it's a Western. In fact, that's why I kind of... When I said that I feel like Sanjuro works well as a companion piece to Yojimbo. Yojimbo is a Western like as a Japanese film. It's uh-huh. a Japanese film adapting like a John Ford or a Dash Hamlet sort of like novel or story and then sort of putting it in a Japanese context and sort of dealing with the idea of the Americanization of Japan and uh, in that sort of way. And even like things about like the Yakuza and the emergence of a new generation stuff. One of the things I think Sanjuro does rather well, which I really like about it. And I'm not entirely sure. I, I do appreciate it might be about contraception. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing this. I don't want to be dismissed of hand. <laughs> No, I I've seen the film for a whole new life right now. No, I, 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 yeah. I want to watch it again. <laughs> I want to pause the podcast and watch it again now. But one of the things that I think Sanjuro is maybe doing is taking. So if Yojimbo is a like a Western through an Eastern lens, what. Sanjuro does is it takes this more westernized more modern protagonist and drops him in a traditionally samurai story. This is much more recognizable oh. as a samurai narrative. Like there's yeah. the wonderful moment where they're in the barn and they're talking about, you know, how um is it uh, Kuso is talking about Laurie? how yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, Laurie and how they um how they go to the barn to be alone together, and he kind of blushes and and walks off because it's like we're not talking about that in this. This is this is not that kind of story. You know, your mother's
1: right there. Yeah,
0: just so we're clear. <laughs> I know that she's stupid. I know that I know that Sanjuro said she was stupid, but she's not that stupid. But you have this very
2: sort of like chase lay on on his arm, kind of re- resting on his <laughs> arm, and he was ah. I swear this doesn't happen
0: all the time. (laughs) It happens to every guy. Um, But you have this idea then of like this sort of like old fashioned, And like, this is the thing where if you were looking at this as a Western, right, the tragedy of Sanjuro as a Western, and I think this is why the movie hasn't been adapted, even though like Yojimbo was obviously taken over almost immediately and reworked into a fistful of dollars. Sanjuro as a Western would be the story of like this old gun, this way of an uncivilized West Uh who is giving way to a kind of the structures of society in an ordered society. Whereas because this, I think, and again, I don't, I'm wary of generalizing too much, but in terms of like, as a Japanese story, The samurai story is this old idea of honor this old idea of virtue this old idea of like how society is ordered and structured quite literally in the way that they arrange themselves in rows and pillars and the way they sort of structure themselves when they line up neatly Uh and you have sanjuro who is not a manifestation of the past like the cowboy would be in a western he's not the representation of a lawless past instead he's the embodiment of a lawless future He's almost like inevitability. He's oh. almost like what's coming for Japan. He's just arrived at a point where these people are not ready to deal with it. And I kind of, I like that aspect of it as well. That sense of like Sanjuro is a more modern character in an older story and what that
2: does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think Kurosawa seems to use samurai as um, a way of kind of talking about um, Japan changing because none of them have the traditional kind of uh, values of, of, of a samurai at least yeah none of, of his films none of his yeah. at, at least not in kind of the uh, Seven Samurai or Ujimbo or yeah. um, uh, Sanjuro they're all kind of um, after money yeah uh. for a start they don't have masters they're they're running. Well, I mean, even even in this one to pick an example,
0: like they're having a big argument where it's like a true samurai would starve rather than beg when they're arguing over Sanjuro, for
2: example. The argument argument that is like no, he's good though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that is the counterpoint. Yeah. It yeah. is just mana.
0: But yeah, yeah. but I, but I mean, I think that the like the nine other samurai are much more traditional samurai than you are see in samurai? it.
2: Or are they oh, sort yeah. of students?
0: I think they're more students, aren't they?
2: They ha- they definitely have swords. yeah it seemed
0: f- a bit far too naive, or you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that. That's, uh, yeah, the lady is somewhat naive, one of them observes. And I love that Sanjuro's response is somewhat stupid, I think. <laughs> you know. um, which is great. But yeah, no, I, I think that there is an element of that to it. I think that maybe the kids represent like an older, purer ideal of like Japanese sort of like of, of the Bushido system or like the ideal of like the samurai and stuff like that. And Sanjuro is a much more, despite being an older character, represents kind of the coming of the future to a certain extent.
2: Right. Yeah perhaps their sort of naivety would have fit in a more in a traditional story kind of honour
0: yeah I uh, mean like there's, there's the moment where like Sanjuro like when, he's, when he introduces himself to them he points out that they are in a story and that like the logic they're following isn't the logic of reality but the logic of a story where he's like at a guess I'd say the Chamberlain is ugly he must be and then it's but you say this uh, Kukio is a good man so he must be fine looking <laughs> and it's like You know, because you're using the logic of narrative, the logic of story where ugly people are inherently evil and pretty people are inherently trustworthy. And like the idea that, you know, people may not be what they seem is treated as a radical concept Uh. uh, in the context of this film. Because all those kids do repeatedly throughout the film with their, and again, because they believe they're in this romantic epic, they keep causing trouble. Like at the end, the Chamberlain explains that, you know, before you petition me, I had hoped to handle this like quietly. Huh. And properly, I had the matter completely under control until you guys came in and decided you were in a samurai epic. You have repeatedly throughout where, like, uh, even Sanjuro at one point when he has to brutally massacre all of those guards in the room, and it's a really like it's a it's That's,
2: a it's a kind of a callback to Yojimbo yeah. as well. Yeah. It's same when when he he murders the three of them first, and then uh, which is great. <laughs> I
0: actually love the moment where he runs after have them, killed already. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well this is Sanjuro does borrow a couple of structural elements from Jimbo which I quite like so where like Sanjuro it's like I'm going to give him the old Sanjuro shuffle what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up I'm going to pretend to join them wait 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 then I'm going to brutally murder all of them right and I'm not done yet and then when they come back and discover that I brutally murdered a whole bunch of people I'm going to tell them that a bunch of other people did it and (laughs) then ran away really fast it's like the Centuro special. That's what we're going to get. I kind of love the idea that like if there, if this had become a franchise, if we were looking at like 20 Centuro films, it would be like, well, this time, you know, what gag is he going to join? And how many people is he going to kill in that room? And who is he going to claim ran right away? You're waiting for like the 20th film where it's like aliens showed up. It was I aliens.
2: You think, yeah, as soon as they realize, wait a so second, there's no upper floor. <laughs> yeah. This is starting to make sense now. I've heard of this happening <laughs> yeah. before. Uh, not so far from here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that story would definitely spread. You kind of hope that it would. His Yelp reviews would be pretty awful, I have to say. But <laughs> no I mean, food waste in this though. He doesn't yeah. do that thing where he cuts open the bag of rice and well, rolls I mean, all uh, over the place.
0: when uh-huh. he's having breakfast with them, he has this huge tray of rice balls, which I was kind of amazed um, at.
2: You know what he does? He does. Uh, he do, I, I think he
0: does turn down his food. At yeah. Some point. yeah, and when the when the women show up, when the three women show up, and he's like, "I can't do it while you're watching me eat." But again, oh, yeah. Mifune's I, I, performance is amazing. A little bit where he scratches his forehead awkwardly, like when they're just sitting there. It's like, "Yeah, can't watch me eat." And again, you want to talk about Andrew's like reading of the film as a sort of a metaphor for the <laughs> difficult, you know, for issues around conception and contraception. You know, this is a man who can't perform while he's being watched. I think maybe uh, there's maybe there's this. some truth
2: in there. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just—it's all coming together. Yeah? Um, it's like well, you know, like Tetris when you're watching the bricks fall. In the place, <laughs> that's what I'm going through right now. But I—I I, like, I do I, like
2: this line: "I'm hungry, feed me."
1: <laughs> well, no, <that> it's <was laughs> interesting it in, the, it. in the the, the barn scene where the uh, the girl is talking about you know laying down in the hay and you know using his arm for a pillow. You just see him peering over from the back of the haystack. It's a bit like, Whoa. what have I got myself <laughs> into?
0: I'm surrounded by morons. Um, which is yeah, a big sort of recurring sort of thing there but I mean even things like the, the, the bit where they get him into trouble because they force him to and again the, the sequence Kurosawa's action direction is outstanding and Mufune as an action performer is amazing that sequence where the, the other samurai get themselves captured because they're following him despite him telling them not to follow them and I love that when he brutally massacres the room he wraps them on the knuckles <laughs> like bad kids look what you made me do bad um, were you not listening when the old lady told me I have to cut down on my killing <laughs> this is on you
2: guys just so we're clear they don't, they don't get it either yeah because like later <laughs> the the the, the, um, the confrontation at the end between Sanjiro and uh, Maruto immediately after he's like brutally killed with yeah. all the blood coming out of is, like splendid <laughs> You are an awesome samurai,
0: Mr. Sanjiro. I don't know if I've told you this. That ties everything up nicely. <laughs>
2: yeah. By the way, you know
0: that the get that closing scene, which is one of the iconic kind of samurai closing scenes, obviously massively influential, Tarantino that understandably. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. 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 But I mean the 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 bit where he cuts him and the blood just pours out of him as well which by the way I'd like to think that you know Sanjuro was probably doing him a favour if his blood pressure was that high (laughs) I mean I can't imagine he was going to live a rich and fulfilling life after that point well like
1: that scene was actually genuinely shocking I mean never like that never happened through the rest of the film yeah like there was no no blood and then all of a sudden this gush Just just
0: explosion and you know that apparently it wasn't meant to be that much apparently Kurosawa told his special effects director I want to see a bit of blood I want to spray a blood and the special effects director was like, "Yeah, finally get to, <laughs> finally, get to finally get to show him what I can do." Uh, but apparently, he, he miscalculated on the amount of pressure and the amount of blood in the shot. And like, so when Mifune, and it's a it's a really cool move where he literally just unsleeves his sword, his sword, and kind of guts him it's in a like, product. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, in uh, you know, in sort of like in one swift movement, and so almost over before it's begun. Um, and there's this big explosion of blood <laughs> into Mafune's face. Apparently Kurosawa was like, yeah, it's in the movie. Um, there's no way we're doing that. But obviously that became hugely influential of itself. That's apparently been cited as a huge inspiration in like, all those movies, those samurai movies where you chop off limbs and blood just pours. Or like even like Tarantino movies like Kill Bill where you slice something and blood just sort of keeps gushing from it as well. It's kind of interesting because it comes at the end, of, as you point out, Chris, a relatively... Subdued movie. It's in terms of like well, samurai content. I well, mean, lots, lots of death, but you know, you know, relatively. relatively
2: there, is, there is so much murdering.
0: There is. <laughs> but, I mean, that sequence where Sanjuro's like has to rescue the like kids who've been captured for following him. What? I, it's a really strange. It's a really great scene. Like the choreography is fantastic. The long shot lens shots are are amazing as well. The long takes are really impressive. In the court, you know, just the the work involved is fantastic. But at the same time, it's like Sanjuro is an unstoppable, unrelenting killing machine. It's not like he's meeting them one for one in combat. He's like gutting his way across the room. Like, you know, like I imagine like a worker at an abattoir. It's like there's a moment where he, he traps three guys behind a door while he stabs another one. Guts two more as they come out from behind the door. Then stabs thoroughly behind the door to make sure that guy's dead before moving on and continuing. There's one where two guys are scrolling to get out, pushed against the door, scrambling desperately to stay alive and he's just like slash slash uh, slash
2: done yeah. I feel like he kills maybe five people who are putting up a fight and yeah. uh, everyone else is a witness <laughs> yeah that's pretty
0: much it because I mean that's his They're argument away <laughs> yeah right? that's his argument for killing the guy who ends up in the closet it's like well he's seen our faces oh yeah kind of have to kill him now yeah. um, which I, I really like and it's fascinating because like again it, it, it kind of contrasts with this myth of like the romantic samurai epic I don't think, like, I'm, as Andrew pointed out, the guys involved are too idiotic to kind of see this as, like, a criticism. Their response is like, whoa, this is super cool. I particularly liked when you gutted that guy cowering behind the door. That was badass. But, like, there's a kind of a cynicism there at play as well, oh, which I really, really like. Absolutely. Um, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about Mafune, actually.
2: Oh, yeah. No, the, he's kind of bringing a lot of that sort of same um, energy um, that he has in well, Seven Samurai, and Seven Jimbo Samurai, and Jimbo Rashman as well. Yeah, that sort of flea bitten, sort of um, scratchy, like the a dog. Sc- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wearing rags, like it's and
0: like refusing to wear the uniform that he's, he's yeah. given at the end as well, and even like the superintendent pointing out that it would be wrong to make him wear that uniform. You know? Yeah. Um.
2: But and it's it's always uh, plays such a um great kind of a counterpoint to all of the um, very kind of, um, what do you call... that's uh, top not um, oh. yeah yeah kind of um, they're they're all very sort of um, rigid and formal and yeah, yeah. and well dressed and sort of mannered and, oh. yeah.
0: I mean yeah I mean like even the way the shots are laid out where he's sleeping or he's scrounging or he's lounging he rarely even sits up straight and when he does sit up straight I love that he's sitting on like a chair he's the only person <laughs> on a chair in the room it's like I don't sit like regular people do I slouch or I sit properly there's no in between for me but like it's constantly he's constantly lying around and kind of lounging back and it's like you can tell that he's has no time for formal kind of constraints. It's I mean, even his hairstyles, nice sort of, really,
2: yeah. Is atomistic the word? Yeah. That it, he's, he's, he's very sort of kind of. Um, driven by impulses that sort of, like animal-like. Yeah. <laughs> And not quite as much
0: as he was in, say, Seven Samurai, I think. But I mean, I think that's because in Seven Samurai, he was a supporting character. And it's like, yeah. we need you to communicate this as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Yeah. So could you, like, scratch your ear with your foot? Would that is that, is that going to work? Well, Seven um, Samurai carrots was almost like
1: the, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum. He yeah. wasn't the the wise elder, like, you know, do as I say and everything will be fine. He was the he was the impulsive young one. And yeah. that isn't the case here.
2: I think... He- He's, he has the same kind of distaste for people kind of stooping and bowing to him. Yeah. And to be, for like, um, people being kind of like, um, uh, uh, pathetic. Yeah. Because um, um, he, he doesn't want to stick around for the kind of, um, for the whole kind of celebration. Of Afterwards, him. yeah. He just sort of yeah. wanders.
0: Yeah. I mean, even even at the start, and this is kind of interesting when you think about Sanjuro, when you think about, like, Sanjuro as a hero because in yojimbo he was very crass and very mercenary and very cynical and while he is cynical here to a certain extent like he's like you know i want food what's what's the line it's like just give me money like don't give me honor just give me yeah i (laughs) i haven't eaten for days i need money for food and sake because those are my priorities right now but like even allowing for that when they give him like their little they give him a little purse full of gold and he basically takes out a couple of coins. He's like, that's all I need, and hands mm-hmm. it back. And repeatedly throughout the film, there's a sense that he is, although, you know, he is mercenary, and although he's very crass about wanting money and liking sake and wanting food, but not all the food, to be absolutely clear, only certain food, and not while people are watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but while he's while he's open about those needs and those desires, there is a sense that he is heroic to a certain extent, where there's a real sense, and it happens... Similarly
2: in your gym room. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he, he, how he gets in trouble, in your gym Yeah,
1: well, he's he, very much is very much loyal, and you know, yeah, knows the you know difference between right, right and wrong.
0: But just getting from A to B, yeah, you know, he's he's happy to yeah, he's, kill he's lots a, of people. He's almost reluctant to let these people get brutally murdered, despite his frustration with them. There's a real sense, and there's a moment, there's several moments where it looks like he's about to leave. And you, ha- you can always tell that he's like, yes, but if I leave, these people will be dead in like four days because they will have, I don't know, tried to have sex with a candle or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that moment where he's like, um, oh, oh wait.
2: I'll, send, I'll send a signal. Go back a second there. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> because they're sexually aroused by fire. I don't know. I'm trying to underscore how idiotic they are. But
2: there's the moment where... Um, you don't want to judge people. <laughs> for their desires. Having sex with candles. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like... <laughs> keep in mind our podcast goes on to the internet <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point to be fair
0: but um, like yeah, I love the bit where they're like um, so when you get in when you infiltrate if you find them you're going to need to send us a signal and I love that Sanjiro's first thought is yes what will be the signal i'll burn the house down (laughs) (laughs) it's like no maybe something more subtle something that's violent that's true line
1: from Jimbo as well where everything got burned down as well
0: yeah Yeah. i like that Sanjiro is kind of reining it back a little because he does seem and maybe it's a product of the film itself being relatively more straightforward and we talk about it being like a kind of a sequel to a certain extent where everything is kind of smoothed over but Sanjiro does seem like he's had a little bit of the rough edges filed off maybe or maybe that's just me is that? Um, do we feel like he's do we feel like he's feel, a bit softer than he was? I feel like the
1: setting of this film varies from your jimbo a lot, which kind of exposes that. It's because your jimbo is very much in the middle of two rival gangs. I so get people on the fringe of society. But like here he's very much more thrust into kind of you know, um Tradition and honor and kind of you know clear call,
0: clearly delineated yeah, good and yeah, bad like, like your Jimbo you know, is like two clearer, terrible
2: people exactly um, it's like
1: more he has to deal still more clearer morals and in this one yeah um, so that kind of helps him kind of take the harder edges off maybe
2: yeah yeah I think it's maybe less tribal in Sanjuro because the people who are siding uh, with a uh, um, Kakui, uh, uh, the superintendent. Yeah, with this, or sorry, with this uh, superintendent, they're siding with him because they f- they believe that the chamberlain has broken the law. Yeah, for um, the proclamation that's been sort of sent out. To exactly, public, yeah. they they would be siding with the chamberlain if, if they knew. Yeah, it's not that they kind of were on sort of one side or the other. It's that they've been. Um, Lied to and and sort of deceived um, yeah. and maybe and the superintendent has gotten has controlled the narrative kind of quickly yeah um on it. So it, it, it it's not that they're kind of like one house kind of against each other. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, a, and it's a lot about s- winning kind of public support as well, yeah. which wasn't.
0: Well, it's a lot less cynical, I think, than human nature. Andrew sort of alluded to it there, where, like, Yojimbo seems to be of the perspective that people will always look out for their own interests and do, you know, terrible things in order to get ahead, whereas Sanjuro, and again, I don't know if this is a reflection of the fact that it's an adaptation of a novel and a sense of Kurosawa dropping Sanjuro into a more traditional, clear-cut, black-and-white heroes and villains, like, literally, the superintendent is a villain, Um, but whether or not it's a result of that, but there's a sense of people are basically decent and while they can be manipulated and fooled and tricked, they're generally good sort of people. And I mean, even like the, um, even Sanjuro's frustration with the nine samurai or nine sort of like nine idiots uh, with which he finds himself saddled. It's kind of along those lines where Sanjuro is like, being honest, I wouldn't blame. At certain points, he's like, "Go ahead and attack!" Like the moment where they're they're about to attack the like the little motorcade or cavalcade that's sort of the, that's being sort of brought to the yeah, house, yeah, the plankins, the yeah. And they're only stopped because somebody else gets there first. <laughs> um, and I love that framing shot of again, you have them all assembled in a line, and Sanjuro in the back in the top left corner going, "I told you, you <laughs> morons!" Um, but like because of that, there's a sense of people being more or less good unless they're, like, explicitly 100% evil. Hmm. Um, and it's an interesting kind of point of view. And I think well, that maybe I, I dropping think... Santoro into that affects mm. the, cara- the way the character works. Mm. I don't know? think there are
2: many evil people in this, though. They, like, they, they they, want to let uh, the superintendent kind of off with it. It's kind of like he he made a uh, mistake. Through, um Oh yeah, well, and, the, yeah. The, like he, he the would, plan he is to send have, him into exile. Yeah, he would have, they dealt with it kind of in a, in a, in a private manner, and yeah. If
0: have. this if these notions of heroism hadn't intruded into this, if you yeah, hadn't yeah. forced my hand, if it you hadn't just done.
2: kind of like a bit of opportunism on on his kind of uh, part, and all of the kind of worst things happened because of like his attempts to. To uh, well, not his attempts, but the, yeah. engineer himself out of that um, after it being kind of exposed. And yeah, the, yeah.
0: But I mean, even even then, it's the it's the the kids who are the problem, which is yeah. again, which is a very cynical worldview. It's the kids who are the heroes. What does she eat on it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of it is maybe maybe there's something in that. I do love the bit where the uh, the lady uh, is like, "Who is that person?" Referring to Sandra, I was like. It's hard. Who is that man? It's it's hard to explain. (laughs) He's our friend, I guess. Um.
2: Yeah. What's he doing here? Surely he can't be (laughs) any use.
0: Or the bit where like where the where like Sanjiro about to do his. I can't remember exactly what he's about to do at at what point in the story. But I've written down here the lady's plea: please don't use excessive violence. Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) which is great because you think that you're in that kind of samurai story. it's if like, you could...
2: do, do, do what you must do. Cool. But don't use excessive force. <laughs> it's like, hmm. One of these competes <laughs> with
0: the other that's yeah. subjective it's fine <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly. what is excessive
0: I'm going to have to use uh, yeah i going to have to use my best
2: judgement it's excessive whenever it exceeds whatever I did is it excessive <laughs>
0: if uh, the lad's trying to run away and I kill them anyway yeah, stab <laughs> so them repeatedly in the it's back fine. while they're trying to work a door um, I also like the bit and again this sort of speaks to the kind of movie or the story that the other characters think they're in but like after Sanjiro suggested Burning them the house they're like no 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 just send flowers downstream you have the conversation between the lady and her daughter which is like send the red ones as a signal that would be beautiful and the lady's like I prefer the white ones myself it's like yes that is the kind
1: of story that you. Think I presume that's in. because she had no taste for you know <laughs> seeing blood so it's like oh I can't see more red today it's been such a trying day already
0: you know that Kurosawa actually spent entire mornings of the shoot arranging those bushes like lining up the flowers on them and picking them properly so they look the way that he wanted them to look on screen that's the level of attention to detail um, he insisted that each of those uh, camellias were handmade so they looked just right on camera
1: it's crazy like, you, like seeing, hearing how quickly the film was made and so quickly after the Jimbo he still yeah. has that attention to detail
2: oh yeah well, it's... He, he used to um, do like tons of rehearsing yeah and preparation yeah before but, shooting but, only like, one take only, only yeah oh. yeah like his
0: insistence was that his actors knew everything that they were doing, recite their lines so the back. Where
2: shoot didn't take very long. Yeah, uh, yeah. But again, even even then, he was using the same actors.
0: Yes, where you have that sort of sense of rhythm between them. I mean,
2: telling
0: <laughs> them to do the exact same <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you, you, thing. you're good. You yeah, just look, pick up where you left off about yeah.
1: six months ago, oh. and we'll be grand. So nice. Maroto's like, so I have my gun, right? No, 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 no. no, no. no we don't way. have the gun this time. This yeah. is. Just... <laughs>
0: Morodo uh, Moroto's actually talked about how like he did um he had really great fun working with um Mifune, because Mifune was older than him and much more experienced, and he talked about how like when they were shooting scenes and when they were doing the, that that like choreography stuff. And it's not really that much choreography between them because the the fight is really short, but he would always be constantly amazed at how like proficient Mifune was in terms of his choreography and his his stunt work and his like use of like the stunt blade and stuff like that. They've done a, they did a couple together afterwards and at every point he was saying that yeah, working with Mifune was one of the most like daunting experiences of my life not because he wasn't a pleasant fellow but because he was just so good at what he was doing which is kind of amazing when you think of the characters he plays who aren't exactly what you imagine as being sort of fastidious or Mm -hmm. detail oriented and I know that's what what acting is that's the great
2: thing about uh, the character he he, uh, plays in these two movies is that he's very kind of um, uh, you wouldn't really um, assume uh that 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 he was going to mess you up <laughs> <laughs> and then he's very kind of very quick like, yeah. scratching his tits <laughs> uh, yeah yeah
0: well, i mean but well, this this is the thing where you have um like even the opening scene at the temple which is just dazzling because um, it's because obviously the 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 uh, superintendent's men show up <laughs> And they're like there are dozens of them, you know, if not like a hundred of them, and they kind of surround the temple, yeah. and like single handedly, Sanjiro just like basically guts twenty of them.
2: Well, I don't know if he does. But
0: has he? Has he unsheathed his sword of that? <laughs> <So> then
2: it's <laughs> He's not she. Sheathed... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Too. We're not letting this drop. <laughs> but um, um. your conception of the film, as it were.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I, no. I think it could stand up. The, yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> but he does like the, where, okay where he
0: throws on the temple but I'm fairly sure there are sequences where it looks like he's stabbed I think he gets Yeah. I mean like either that or he's got a really strong hook yeah. that kind of makes people cradle their stomach oh, and I it yeah. Funny, yeah it's funny though that they wouldn't make much
2: of a deal of that <laughs> yes, so it would, really, yeah, it it would like, take too
0: long <laughs> for us to deal with this
2: let's not any more of us die <laughs> yeah. trying, to, trying to kill this man that's not generally the way these things work.
0: <laughs> no, well, I mean, that, that that's the thing is where, and again, I wonder if this is the film kind of playing with genre a bit, where repeatedly you have situations where the bad guys could very easily or... You know, quite painfully maybe in that situation but where they could force the issue and win where they like they take people hostage and hold them hostage for no reason (laughs) where they capture the like the you know the samurai kids as it were and they're like they will make an excellent present ha 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 let's tie them up like the super villains that we are because that will give them a chance to escape or the bit where they find uh, Sanjuro like after everybody else in the room has been brutally murdered now he does say I had no cause to fight and die but it's still like Really, one—they uh, <laughs> brutally murdered all of these people and just hog-tied the new guy.
2: Yeah. Um, something that Maruto can probably relate uh, to, relate to, because he's like, yeah, I mean, we could fight you, but uh, like, lots of people would die. It would take a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm on clock hungry. out. Yeah, I'm yeah. on yeah. clock here. His response to him, sort of like giving up, is is um, kind of I get it, but it's just a shame because now I can't recommend you <laughs> yeah. this
1: is going to look bad on the CV with the yeah. big man you know yeah.
0: Um, but it, yeah and I mean I kind of I think that like that aspect of, and I think that's I think that is maybe a genre aspect of it as well is the sense of the way that the villains act not like people or rational individuals but act like Villains in again in a uh, in a cartoon to a certain extent or a serial or an epic where you 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 know you don't worry about killing the hero now because ha 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 he's so defeated that he won't possibly
1: cause a threat later uh, on. Lack of nuance as well, just yeah. like when Mifune goes to meet Moroto yeah. for oh sorry Sanjuro. and he has sits him down for tea and then Moroto just lays out. We're, oh, we're the villains. Yeah, we're the bad guys. We're <laughs> definitely yeah. the bad guys. Have you not noticed that we're all wearing black? Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, just in uh, case you weren't sure up to this point, <laughs> yeah. we're the bad guys.
0: Yeah, it's like that Mitch in the web bit where it's like, have you noticed our skulls are uh, oh, yeah. have skulls on them? It's like, yeah. Oh, just, it, yeah, just yeah. so we're clear. Uh, I may order you to like massacre some civilians and I want to know that you're cool with that right now. I'm going to ask you, how is your laugh? Can you chuckle well? Is that, is that sort of thing? Um,
2: yeah, it's like, sorry, I was... I was just appreciating the sake. What did you say? <laughs> I, I I like
0: I, I like that. that they're savvy enough to know that they're villains, but not savvy enough to know that they're in the kind of story where villains don't win. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I I felt as well like the 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 violence didn't didn't quite didn't quite feel unrealistic. It felt like uh, Sanjiro was very good at killing people yes. uh-huh. and that these people were very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like um because that that scene outside the temple it could have gotten like has anyone ever seen Jim Carra? No. no, Jim Carra. It's a movie with um, your man. He 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 did. Uh, he won like an Olympic gold medal for gymnastics, and then they put them put him in this movie. It was in the eighties. Of course, it was. <laughs> there's a moment uh, where like he's being chased a lot of cocaine uh, uh, through this town. And then, like, in the middle of the square, there's, like, this kind of, like, pommel horse. <laughs> sort of just happens to be there. These so like swimming, swinging around at it and kicking people as they're kind of like coming one by one. <laughs>
0: yeah. What a very special set of skills! yeah, yeah. Riding yeah. a soundless trusty steed, the yeah, bubble yeah. horse. I'm
2: gonna run for it now and get kicked. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. my turn. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. That, 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 just, that always does happen in these kind yeah. of samurai yeah. like, Should just, we rush them together? Oh. No, no, <laughs> no. Someone take out your guns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that guy's over in the other town. We, we yeah. heard what happened. Him, right, kind of suspiciously similar story, right? <laughs> it. Um, Should we run at him? No,
1: I've, I'm number three. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd Come take on. a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to take a ticket there and form an orderly queue. With it. Um, just in terms of this, with the um, Yamamoto actually who wrote the novel. Uh, from which this is very loosely derived and you can tell how loosely this is derived because actually there was another adaptation of the f- novel afterwards and apparently it's a very different film when you take Sanjuro out of it as you might imagine apparently Kurosawa went on to forge a lasting relationship with Yamamoto uh, both Redbeard um, and Dod Sekaden are based on Yamamoto's stories while the contemporary script for Dora Haeta filmed later by Connie uh, uh, as well as the later posthumously filmed works after the rain and the sea is watching were also kind of kurosawa works that were drawn from uh the work of yamoto so it's kind of interesting that like they're beginning a kind of a partnership here even though that partnership at this point consists of you're working on a script right can you get us a Senjuro? can you get us a sequel to yojimbo it's like yeah just do a find and replace on the script just like kind of i would love to have been like a fan of the book he's like wait I don't remember there being a scruffy yeah. samurai in this novel. Yeah.
1: Of yeah, course, I was like, "Oh, I love your work,
0: really," because you Cause changed it
1: a lot there, in Sanjuro. You,
0: you introduced a character whose primary
2: role is to mock the story in yeah. which he finds himself. I'm not entirely sure I'm feeling this. We feel like those, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take something and then you put something else yeah, into so, it. Bushido
0: and honor and Sanjuro, Sanjuro. Yeah. <laughs> which works very, very well, and I, I, I kind of adore it. And again, it's it's much more linear than Yojimbo and I had a bit more fun with it I think as well because it it is I don't know whether it's I think it is consciously more playful I mean Yojimbo was funny Yojimbo was very very darkly funny in person. but Sanjuro is like laugh out loud hilarious at several points Mm. and a lot of some of those points are along the lines of like
2: much more melodrama in Yojimbo as
0: well yeah Yeah. this is much more kind of straight to the point it's also much shorter it's about 10-15 minutes shorter as well um, and much more abridged and there's an element as we pointed out of being like uh, being a sequel and being like oh that's Sanjuro <laughs> uh, that's so Sanjuro where it's like I'm going to go infiltrate it and by the way I love that when he's like I'm going to go take up their their offer of employment and the samurai who are like so so stupid um, who have clearly never been in a story like this before are like wait a minute he said he's going to betray us
2: <laughs> we should kill him yes, that's uh, kind of oh sorry <laughs>
1: no sorry I was just going to say maybe Sanjuro could have walked out was like was that a bit of an ambiguous statement? <laughs> yeah. Should I tell them more? No, the story's fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: What Sanjuro needs to do is, he needs to say, "I'm go- yeah, he needs to explain himself better, and then he needs to say to them, is that clear? I want <laughs> yeah. you to explain back <laughs> to them <like, laughs> yeah. what's happening. In the movie, at
0: <laughs> time. yeah, I feel like there's, he, he needs to be more open to questions. That's yeah. I mean, sort of his yeah. yeah. teaching yeah. style. If he's going to be like... Open
2: questions, how am I doing it?
0: What's <laughs> want some feedback. Um, now, you may have noticed that since the what barn you massacre... I'm doing
2: well? What are the things you don't do? Where can I improve yeah.
0: on? Um, you'll <laughs> notice that since the barn massacre, I've installed a suggestion box <laughs> in the corner. I want to assure you it is completely anonymous. Uh,
1: everything will be taken on board. For ease, the questions are rated not to 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of, I kind of I love that bit where, like, again, and there's a sense of Kurosawa having... Fun in the way that Kurosawa does with well, you know, because as Andrew pointed out, a lot of his samurai films aren't conventional samurai films. They aren't like when you watch things like Lone Wolf and Cub or you watch things like the samurai trilogy and the samurai trilogy starring Mifune as well for point of comparison. But they're very different animals than when Kurosawa is doing that. And I feel like part of the fun of Sanjuro is that it's closer to a traditional samurai film. While Kurosawa is having a bit of fun with it, if that makes oh. sense, you know?
2: I felt like um, one thing I liked more about Yojimbo was the uh, abruptness of the ending. Having said that, uh, at, at at the end of Sanjuro, I did really like the pause. Uh, yeah. um, when they were both kind of uh, oh, ready to draw yeah. their swords. But they... Uh, what... It's
0: very like something from a Western,
2: actually. I mean, yeah. we
0: talked a bit about how much the film feels kind of
2: more samurai. That's a
0: very Western moment where the two of them are standing there. Yeah. And I think that um, they've talked about, is it um, the actor uh, Nakida has talked about how...
2: Nakida, Nakida,
0: apologies. Now, has talked about how Kurosawa shot that with, like, a telephoto lens. So he was, like... 50 feet away or sort kind of 100 feet away shouting action in the distance while shooting that scene even though it looks like he's standing right close to where the action is taking place.
2: They they weigh That's out. how you avoid getting blood on your lungs by <laughs> <way>. um, <laughs> they boy- knew what was coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way Jimbo ended though, I I think it w- it was it was the obligatory Robocop reference in, in uh, <laughs> of course in that yeah. episode was that he kills the bad guy and then um uh, is like straight away kind of like leaves the room and the movie's over, <laughs> um, which is kind of uh, which is which is sort of how um it ends here, but it's, it, it looks it's like short, it's, yeah. it's a bit longer, yeah. um, so it's not quite quite as abrupt. Because it, it, if, and um, and and as well, killing Maruto wasn't the, wasn't his the thing game. That oh. the movie was kind of building up to. So, I, it, like, like in 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 the in your Jimbo when when he kills the 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 kind of main villain, the guy with to get the the the, the gun, yeah. also played by uh, Nak- Nakadai. He he, kind of says, "Okay, everyone's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out of here." Yeah. Yeah. And here he kind of turns around and says, "No, no, don't follow me." Yeah, and then yeah. like farewell, and yes. well, walk, walks but, away. It is, it is, it is, it is, it it is the same sort of ending of yeah. ending, but it's just not as like, effective. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I kind of like. Oh, sorry. sorry. But, no, sorry,
2: but, no, but, no but, just I think that's a, it's a great scene because like you you've spent the whole of
1: your Jimbo and ninety five percent of Sanjuro just like watching this guy not really move on in any kind of you know you know narrative way himself on a journey but then like you kind of you know he's he, he kind of has humility there at the end and he kind of doesn't doesn't want to kill this guy mm. and i thought that was like really interesting kind of like you hadn't done that up to this point no the first point you know character development <laughs> yeah. in uh, the back end of two films
0: and i i kind of liked it as well because it it felt a little bit like Sanjuro wanted the film to end where you wanted it to end. He wanted it to end with him just wandering off and that being the end of it. And one of the things I really like about it is that because he's kind of involved himself in this story, he then has to have the ending of that kind of story, which is there is one dangling plot thread. There is a clear counterpoint that the narrative has introduced for you. In order for you to provide closure to the kind of epic kind of story that we've structured you have to vanquish this bad guy, the character who's literally identified himself as the villain. That's how you end this story that you've wandered into. And while you were reluctant to commit to, you've kind of engaged with by refusing to let those kids get brutally murdered. So I kind of like that Sanjuro wants the story to end in the style of Yojimbo. Wander off into the distance, I'm done. But the story itself is like, no, you signed up for this. You signed up for something that was more traditional you're gonna have to kill your opposite number you're mm. gonna have to finish the story the way that these
2: stories are supposed to finish and is like I really don't uh, want to did the, the Chamberlain the old woman and the nine um idiots want <laughs> want, want the movie to end like the end of like, Star, Wars. Star, Wars. <laughs> yeah. Star
0: Wars yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, like Sanjuro walking up the steps
0: and getting a little gold medallion on him, which yeah. I kind of love. That would have been amazing. <laughs> and, and, and just like the final shot would have been Sanjuro's face, just mildly frustrated. How did I talk them into this? There better be really good catering afterwards. That's all I'm thinking. Really good sake. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but no, I, I kind of, I like the ending to Sanjuro as that sense of, well, look, there's a narrative sting here. There's like a cost uh, to what you wanted to do. You don't get to end the story on your terms because you volunteered to be yeah. part of this story as well. You literally wandered into it out of the darkness. Uh, um, and it kind of like, and so you have to fill the function of a hero in this narrative whether you want to or not. Maybe I'm being overly pretentious. Uh, I don't know.
1: I uh, feel like I really kind of missed a the trick though, with the, uh, you know, the fact he was put under pressure to make a sequel to your Jimbo in the first place. Like, you could have just like, you know, let's just hook this out and walk off of the distance together and then boom third film in the trilogy you know these yeah. two guys yeah. best mates be like oh, St- yeah. the, St- the Statham Johnson yeah the, the sort you're of thinking, second oh, spin off Hobbs, that. And, yeah. sh- Hobbs yeah, exactly. and Shaw yeah. Yeah,
0: Hobbs and Shaw sort of, it's like of Tra- the Kurosawa <laughs> shared universe <laughs> yeah. I can't find wants to imagine this alternate universe where Kurosawa has
2: that come out yet?
0: no no oh, it's out in August oh, Andrew is okay. very excited about this it's like, oh, <laughs> it awesome. does look. and one of my be- my favourite description of Hobbs and Shaw is that it looks like a canon movie and yeah. that's not a criticism part of me is imagining an alternate universe and I can't understand why because apparently Sanjura was very very successful financially and apparently it was very very well received you didn't really in... want to make this no no he yeah. didn't to be absolutely
2: right. clear part of me is... I, it feels like wasn't your Jimbo kind of a a little bit along the lines of we want you to make a samurai movie as well. And he's like, okay, here's your samurai movie down your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here you go. Choke on it. That was was fantastic. We want more. Just did this to, to... to keep you happy don't I get to do something <laughs> yeah. now yeah um, and it's like just just a sequel it doesn't it doesn't have yeah. to be good you can wrap <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll wrap it later this year yeah. um, maybe some studios that just
1: lifted up a book uh, Yamamoto yeah this'll do yeah, no. yeah,
2: huh? like, uh, Kurosawa we said it didn't need to be good
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing um, but yeah I think that about wraps it up unless there's anything else you want to talk about anything we haven't discussed already with the film anything sort of jumping out at, at people
2: No, no, I think we're short and sweet like
0: the movie. Perfect. No, I think that covers it. Also, actually, what we do at the end of the podcast is we ask you to recommend something for listeners. So if there's something that you're enjoying at the moment, whether it's a TV show, a film, a piece of pop culture, culture. it can be yourself as well. Um, I've got a book coming out now. (laughs) My It's myself. um, Thank you very much. But even, and you know, it it can be anything at all. It can be a song, it can be a meme, it can be a film, it can be a book, it can be an experience, it can be a walking in the park, it can be... Taking in the sun in summer. Anything you want whatsoever. So while we ask you to think about that, Chris, I'm going to ask Andrew to recommend something for listeners.
2: I think it's probably been a while since I've recommended it because I know I've recommended it before. But it just occurred to me that every week I smile a lot because of the Doughboys uh, podcast. Even even the um, theme tune uh, coming on, it's... um, it's Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger talking about um chain restaurants. Um and each week they'll have gener- they'll have like a guest. Come on and talk about a different um so I I think the last episode I wait, no, I can't say what last episode. The <laughs> last episode I, I, that you happened to listen to that'll, that'll date, date the The but yeah, last episode you happened to listen to was... was... Uh, ben and Jerry's and they had like the uh boys. So the old um, people and in, in Ireland and in fact Probably people in America where the show was on won't be familiar with it either because it was on IFSC. I'm sorry, IFC. IFSC is different. Their... <laughs> <laughs> I um the Birthday Boys um show you can see some of their kind of sketches on YouTube. Uh, Mike Mitchell was a member of the Birthday Boys, oh. but they had um the some... band that has come out of that sort of um uh, sketch group yeah. um joined them on. A recent episode, like what, a few months ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, only a few weeks. Yeah, only a few weeks ago. Um, well, um, it's November, so don't exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool,
0: um, and actually, we should point out that in terms of chain restaurants as well, Andrew was on a food tasting tour of America actually last
2: oh, year. Oh yeah, that was. And uh, was that partly inspired by yeah. Doughboys? I was going to places that were on the um, were in the Golden Plate Club of the, the Doughboys podcast okay. with four stars or above nice nice oh. yeah. alright
0: and Chris if you have something you'd like to recommend to people I recently listened to a very good
1: episode of Adam Buxton's podcast mm. uh, of Adam and Joe That's fame great. Yeah. Um yeah he recently well at some stage in the past he interviewed uh,
0: John why Glantz. are we being so coy <laughs> about this it will always be the past even if I were to release this 30 seconds after we've recorded it it would be the past um, <laughs>
1: Um, he interviewed John Grant, the musician. Okay. Um, and Ooh, it was very right. very yeah. insightful. It's good. He's previously he's uh, released a few soul albums and previously he was in the band The Czars mm. and um had a very troubled upbringing being gay in a quite religious midwestern Michigan. Yeah. And um no, he's
2: just got it's a very
1: insightful episode and Adam Buxton brings his usual kind of wit and banter to it as well. So I'd recommend you check it out.
2: Yeah, I love I love their uh, uh, Chris he still he still does a Adam and Joe show oh the Christmas. the Christmas episode yeah, yeah. It's, it's the
1: impression of the it's queen. where it kind of like uh, Adam's kind of uh, in, inferiority complex
2: and t- <laughs> next to Joe's success kind of really comes out absolutely <laughs> yeah. and Joe very much kind of like I I don't want to tell you anything about Hollywood yeah. Uh, you wouldn't understand. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing this out of some sort of uh, <laughs> obligation. <you> know, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is my charity work. This uh, is like you yeah. know, other people go and they give gifts to poor kids, this is my version yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a bit of that, uh, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> but did he was he saying that he had that kind of conversation with with who who was it? With um Oh Tom Cruise, was it Edgar something. Wright uh yeah, about story. How, uh Simon Pegg and um uh or was it Nick Frost and and Simon Pegg? But it, talking to somebody else's kind of somebody else who 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 is quite kind of successful and had a comedy yeah. husband <laughs> as as oh. as Adam Buxton had had with Joe Cornish. Oh really? Yeah. It and was then, it was
1: like uh, the the story that Joe always kind of talks about is that he was in the room with Edgar Wright and Steven Spielberg when they were oh, writing and, Tintin. Tom Cruise, Tintin, Tintin. Tintin, yeah. Tom Cruise, yeah. or something. And there's this is ongoing ongoing is Adam's like needling him for the details every time. What is
2: on crusade? It's
1: like every year when they do this comedy episode, I this Christmas he, episode. He
2: knows all the details as well, but he wants them to
1: yeah. the to share.
2: Yeah,
1: and Joe's just like this, like down like, Oh, I don't want to say
2: small details every year. Yeah, <laughs> I love the the, the 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 queen on it. As well. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my
0: wife. <laughs> um, in terms of recommendation for myself, I would recommend um, Criterion. have started releasing Blu-rays in the UK. Um, and they've actually released a number of Japanese films. Um, last year, I think I recommended the Samurai Trilogy. But I would also recommend, in the past year, they released Lone Wolf and Cub um which i haven't actually finished i've only watched the first two which are apparently the best two so i'm riding high and going in strong (laughs) on this i'm like i wholeheartedly recommend this but it's a lovely box set that repackages these sort of like adaptations of the 1970s mangas yeah there are only two one
2: one of them is called lone wolf and the other one is called cold
0: no (laughs) Uh, oh it's (laughs) lone wolf and it's the entire series i think there are like seven of them including the infamous uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it's like um but like, it's it's basically, it's the story of a, a samurai and his adorable child who wander around trying to avenge the death of the child's mother. Um, and great and hilarity ensues as a result of that. It's kind of this episodic adventure as he wanders around Japan taking a very slow approach to revenge. Um, and the first two are really good. I've heard the next couple are not so great. The penultimate one is really fantastic, I've heard. Um, and I'm really looking forward to watching Shogun Assassin, which is the English dub, which apparently is one of Quentin Tarantino's favourite films, of the first two mashed together. With all the violence left in, so it's like two samurai films worth of violence in like half the length of a samurai film. So I'm really looking forward to that one as well when I get round to it. Uh, Does
2: the English bo- uh, dub also have all of the swear words?
0: Proper Tarantino yeah. film as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would recommend listeners uh, try that as well. It's, it's available if US you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, You bastards. <laughs> but yeah um, if people want to find I'm a bit more Chris a bit more
2: mouths are moving <laughs> yeah,
0: in <laughs> perfect sync <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, but if people want to Chris a bit more Andrew
2: in their lives where can they find you guys online uh, I'm on Twitter ChrisLavry6 uh, A-Q-U-I-N N-I-U-Q-A make sure you put the at uh, beforehand <laughs> yeah very frustrating if you it's go very frustrating. HTTPS uh, <laughs> colon uh, forward slash, forward slash uh, uh, www twitter.com and I I think I don't think you need an account to 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 read his tweets tweets. no No, you don't so
0: I mean you've got no excuse to miss out there
2: I'm Darren
0: underscore (laughs) Mooney
2: Um, that's
0: the symbol yeah it's a symbol not the word underscore to be clear Um, and you can follow me the podcast at at the 250 as well where we tweet out stuff like we tweet out articles and show notes and stuff like that as well and we're happy to engage with any questions or feedback or comments that you might have Um, thank you very much for listening Next week, we'll be kicking off our 1999 season, our summer of '99, as it were, which will be kind of cutting across. We'll be taking a look at all the films from 1999. On the list, uh, including some of the best films of the year in question. So we're going to be discussing The Matrix. We're going to be discussing Fight Club. We're going to be discussing The Sixth Sense. We're going to be discussing Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. But to kick it all off, we've invited Charlene Leiden to come and talk to us about American History X. Which, while technically in 1998 released in the states, was a 1999 release in Ireland. So we're doing it anyway. <laughs> Screw you guys. Um, but anyway, thank you, thanks a million, Chris. Thank you for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you very
2: much, Chris. Thank
0: you. And we'll hopefully have you back soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.